0: Feels like a whole season has passed since we've been here, but we're back. And Smithy, we'll start with you, mate. A merry Christmas to you, a happy new year, and uh, glad to be again uh, together again talking about the NFL, mate. Plenty's happened since we've uh, since we've spoken last.
1: Absolutely, we went on a little uh, one week bye. We had our bye last. Uh, needed just to recharge the batteries, like all teams do in the NFL. But we are pumped to be back. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all the fans. Uh, we have missed you all and we look forward to smashing out this episode.
0: Mate, we absolutely are. And TD, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you too, mate. And uh, how you been in the uh, week off? What have you been up to?
2: Yeah, same goes to you, Daz and you, Smithy. But yeah, it, it was nice to get a week off kind of um, you know, looking into things extra, I guess, just kind of watching... The NFL for what it is as a sport and and you know having fun that way, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to you know reviewing these games over the past weekend and
0: then getting back into it for the you know obviously the last week of the season and then playoffs. Mate, absolutely. Now there are a few things in the NFL that are wide open as we know the playoff race. Is still wildly open, especially in the AFC. But let's talk about something that's already done and dusted, and it's Dazzling's first win of the season, Smithy, and that's the rookie watch, Jamar yep. Chase, this weekend. He deserves four votes almost.
1: Yeah. Look, I would have been willing to give him the t- title off this game alone, to be completely honest. <laughs> you know, Jalen Waddle could have 1,200 yards and 15 receiving touchdowns, and I would have looked at Jamar Chase this week and gone, no, nah, that's yours. Don't worry about it. <laughs> In incredible scenes
0: yeah so he goes to uh 37 now the penguin is on 33 he's put up a hell of a fight we've got to give credit to the penguin he legitimately came from nowhere because this looked over after week 10 so massive yeah. credit and Devontae smith down there on 25 just lucky to be talked about td you'd say
2: yeah i um i do think so but you know it kind of is funny that He's on track to, I think, break the Eagles' uh, rookie receiving record, um, and he's still obviously so low against these other two. But it is good to see rookie wide receivers actually, you know, standing out in their first season rather than them taking a couple of years to to stand out. So, as bad as he's been in this competition, he's overall, you know, he, he, good signs from him.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it would be interesting to see which of those three ends up the better player at the end of their career. Let's go into the things that are wide. Uh, sorry, the things that are pretty much done now. Smithy, your certs over the weekend, mate. You've dominated again.
1: Yeah, three and two over the weekend. Um, yeah, f- felt pretty good coming in. Um, I think there was a very obvious pick in there that I took advantage of when Kirk Cousins was announced that he had COVID and would <laughs> be missing the game. I jumped all over the, uh, the Packers at the line uh went out on a limb and took the ravens at the line not expecting them to win but to keep the game close and they actually came out and won the game Uh, i put my faith in the chiefs but i was actually kind of happy to see that result go against me Uh, it was really good to see the bengals win that game and it sort of confirmed that they were for real in my opinion uh also had the rams it was at minus five and a half they only just got over the top of the ravens but did what they had to do and on, the Chargers. Hang, hang
0: on rams one by one mate so you would have got that wrong
1: yeah that's what i mean oh, I, I was gorgeous. saying that i did get it wrong i thought you yeah. said
0: you picked the ravens how does that work
1: no nah, i picked the rams
0: oh rams okay picked the rams we'll
1: at minus five and a half and then um the last win to put me three and two charges took care of the Broncos pretty comfortably. So three and two record and it was a pretty good week.
0: All right, That's it. And with Collins two and three, puts you four up with a week to go, mate. So you can comfortably say, unless you go 0 and 5 and Colin does his second 5 and 0 for the season, mate. That's the crown all yours. How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, good. I obviously don't want to go too early. You literally never know what could happen in the <laughs> NFL. It's been that sort of year. So I just want to get the games out of the, out of the way this weekend and then go on about a eight month victory tour.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Now TD we're going to introduce our international listeners into the Australian way of thinking because there is a 5% of me that hopes that Colin does go 5 and 0 and Smithy 0 5. Just just to make the episode it would make the episode better because we might actually see Smithy snap.
2: Yeah, that would be good. Um <laughs> as much as it wouldn't be good for him just yeah, the odds of that happening Pretty slim, but, you know, it'd be nice
0: to see, to be honest. Yeah, fantastic. Let's move on to the locks, fellas. And I locked up the Titans, which Dolphins fans were not happy with when I announced it on Facebook. So they weren't happy with that. But that means that Dazzling goes on to a very sneaky 7 and 10 when it comes to the locks. Goodness gracious me. I'm struggling. Smithy. how'd you go, Matt? Yeah,
1: good. I'm pretty sure my lock got up. I actually can't remember who I locked. I
0: think I he think locked I think he locked the, the rams.
1: rams. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did lock the rams. That's right. And they yeah. just snuck over the line. So, yeah. I was I was asleep during that game, so <laughs> <laughs> lucky <laughs> lucky for the heart that I woke up to a good result, but um yeah, it's been a been a pretty positive year for me in the locks. So I started off strong, hit a little bit of a a rough patch in the middle there, but I've bounced back nicely.
0: Yeah, you were 8-0 and and then four of the last nine, mate. So a little bit of a lull, but two in a row flying, TD?
2: Yeah, I unfortunately locked the Colts, I think, this week, which was, you know, I felt really good, to be honest. There was little talk about Carson Wentz missing out, and I still uh, thought they were a much better team than the Raiders, uh, considering how they played last week with a bunch of players missing. I thought they would have really taken advantage of that opportunity, but, you know, they lost the game and, you know, the at risk of missing the playoffs now so I really didn't see that happening but we'll touch on that in a minute I guess
0: yeah we absolutely will so that takes Smithy to 11 and 6 TD to 8 and 9 and if you think well wow, 8 and 9 TD struggling big dazzlings uh 7 and 10 so that's kind of where we're at with locks but what makes that all the more strange because Smithy you're looking at me with a smile is with a week to go I'm winning the tipping but I'm losing the locks in a way that is genuinely disgusting I can't explain it do you want to have a go you, I thought I was one up. No, I'm one up on you, mate, with the Steelers getting the win today.
1: I checked the tipping app today, and it, it had me one oh, up on you. Oh, there is drama. Oh, here's the controversy. I'm I don't have to our...
0: worry about this. I'm about 14
2: of you
1: I am looking yeah. at our tipping app right now, and yeah. it has me on 164 and you on 163. Smithy, the edit, because they
0: got wiped, hasn't gone through. It'll go through at midnight midnight of the last game, so that'll get fixed tomorrow. Uh, I'm up by one.
1: Right, oh, okay.
0: So you're telling me there's a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Daz is up one coming into next week.
0: Mate, absolutely. With a week to go. And let, let me tell you, it, it, look, if it ends in a draw, it's going to be pretty shit, if we're being honest. We want, it, <laughs> we, we want it to come down to a game. I just hope it's not a game that I've got emotional investment in and it's not going to be a Panthers game, surely. No.
1: No, if anyone tips the Panthers next week, they're not coming back next year.
0: So TD's locking up the Panthers. Beautiful. (laughs) Let's get into the actual games now, fellas. Actually, before we do, uh, Teddy, we're going to go through your piss takers at the start, mate, because there is a man that needs to be talked about at the quarterback position. Surely you haven't done a Craig Reynolds over Duke Johnson type situation here, and you're actually giving the man at quarterback some respect.
1: TD's got a look on his face like, who the fuck is Craig Reynolds?
2: (laughs) I was going to say Craig Reynolds. Who the fuck is that? But, yeah, obviously, Joe Burrow missed out at the spot last week, but he played well enough this week to, uh, to get the spot. So he's in there. Running back, Rashad Penny from Seattle. Wide receiver, Jamar Chase. So there's two from the Bengals. Tight end, Rob Gronkowski. And the defense,
0: I've gone with the Chicago Bears. Bang, the Bears. I like it. All right, let's get stuck into the game. Smithy you got a problem with those piss takers, mate?
1: Nah, that all sounds pretty good to me.
0: Yeah, pretty happy with that. Let's get stuck into the Bills and the Falcons. And it's, uh. look, normally we like to start on a high note. This game kind of had a predictable result. So I don't think we're going to spend too much time on it. So I'm going to go out and ask the question, do the Falcons just have to swallow up Matt Ryan's contract? Glad I said contract in that sentence. For next year, fellas, or do we move him on if we can? Smithy, we'll start with you.
1: Um, I can't see another team leaping out and showing a great interest in acquiring him. Mm. So I think this one's on the Falcons to just take the hit, um, eat eat up the salary next year and go their separate way. I don't think draft – I've said this before. I don't think drafting – I know teams are going to draft a quarterback, mm. but I don't think it's the greatest move in this draft. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the, the quarterback class goes – because I don't think they're going to have much success, especially off the bat. So I think they just have to ride it out with Matt Ryan. But as you said, pretty predictable result. Bills are getting right at the right time, I think. They're, they're looking ominous.
0: They're looking, it's one of your favorite words at the moment. I've been using it a lot. So I'm proud of you for getting it out on the podcast. TD, what are you doing with the Matt Ryan situation?
2: Uh, I think a guy like Matt Ryan, who's obviously been in Atlanta for so long. Had some success, obviously, missed out on that Super Bowl. I think he's won an MVP. He's kind of a guy you don't want to push out of the franchise. Um, So I think you just have to keep him on his contract that he's got. As Smithy said, it's not the right year to draft a quarterback. Falcons aren't going to have a – I mean, they're going to have a pick that's – quarterbacks probably going to be sitting there, I guess, in the draft. But you're not going to go out and sign one in free agency if you've got uh, Matt Ryan on the books, and I don't think anyone's looking – uh, to trade for him, so you're probably just going to have to, you know, uh, make peace with having Matt Ryan at quarterback next year.
0: And it, and if there is a positive, I'll just bring this up for the Atlanta fans that are going great. We're stuck in no man's land. By the time a new quarterback comes in there, Kyle Pitts is going to have two years in the system and probably be one of the better players in the NFL outside of the quarterbacks there anyway. So what a great situation for a quarterback to be in. Lot on to the Bills. Um, That's pretty much all we're going to talk about this game, fellas, because for the games that don't really matter, we're going to spend barely any time on Smithy. I know you want to talk about this game, mate, the Bears and the Giants. I sent through um, a video on how to sum up the Giants season if you want to walk the listeners through that, mate, because it was pretty embarrassing, and then we'll talk up the Bears, but we'll start with just how bad the Giants are.
1: Yeah, so this sort of sums it up. Uh, The Bears had a kickoff, and usually you can – teams or uh, kick returners sort of just hold their arms out. They don't catch the kick, let it fall into the end zone. It's a touchback. You start at the 25-yard line. Mm. Pretty common practice. (laughs) Uh, But unfortunately for the New York Giants' kick returner, the ball didn't reach the end zone and was actually a live ball at the two-yard line. So he's had to turn around from his T pose, pick up the ball, try and return it. I think he got downed at, what, the four-yard line or something. Mm. And the Giants had to start their drive from the four. So Summed it all up. They had negative 10 net passing yards, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, we saw something similar with Justin Fields earlier in the year, but this is just a new low. Um, they had 29 total passing yards, but the sacks um, take into account the net yards. So really, really sad day for the Giants. Um But I was happy with the Bears winning because I think the Panthers leapfrogged them in the draft order. So I was more than happy with that happening and they can win next week if they want.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They can. Um, I want to give Saquon a little bit of credit here. 102 rushing yards. And look, he's a man that's copped a fair bit of criticism. So as you know, Smithy, and of course, Teddy as well, if players are sort of down on their luck over a season, we like to give them credit where it's due. But now let's talk one more thing about the Giants then we'll move to the Bears. Our man, the stubby. Mike Lennon had four completed passes and two interceptions. I mean, look, it's not going to be a day that the great man's going to want to forget back into the esky for him, I think,
1: Smithy. Yeah, he, he should not be playing in the NFL. I'm sorry. We love him. He's a cult figure on this he show. Is. But um, look, I, I mean, I'd nearly rather him start at the Panthers at the moment compared to what we've got going on. But that that's a story for another day.
0: I'll tell you what he's uh, actually. um, No, fuck it. I'll say it. I'll tell you what he does look like. He looks like though. I don't know if you've seen them, but like in American sex ed classes, he looks like his head from his neck upwards. He looks like one of those things they practice putting condoms on. It's one of those massive (laughs) things. No.
1: No, oh, but no. <laughs>
0: oh, otherwise I would have just fucking said that. No. Uh, if, if there are US people listening to this right now, number one, thinking we're fucking insane, but number two, they'll know what I'm talking about. So that's fine. Let's move on to the Bears. Oh boy, oh boy. Andy Dalton was fine, Smithy, I think, but look, the Giants suck. The Bears were better and got a big win. It's pretty much all we can say, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, the Bears have a better all-around team. Andy Dalton was okay, but... I think he's just auditioning for maybe a, a bridge gap quarterback job like he did for Dallas last year uh, because obviously Justin Fields is the future and he's shown that uh, if they can get a no line around him in the offseason and um, a bit more skill, position, talent, then I think he could have a pretty big year too. Uh, so thing, things are looking all right for the Bears. They still need a new coach though. All
0: right. Yeah, they absolutely do. now. out. TD, we have given you a fair bit of crap for selling the Chiefs twice this year. Uh was there a sense of vindication in the 34 31 loss to the uh hot and cold Cincinnati Bengals that have just heated up beautifully in the last couple of weeks, mate? You can you can take your uh you can take the arrogance, all the arrogance, all the sort of expectations that you had, mate, and you can rub it in because this was a game they shouldn't have lost, but they did.
2: Yep. The wheels are falling off <laughs> Kansas City. I just got on a little too early. <laughs> Uh, no, this this was actually an amazing game. Uh, and it was a great win from Cincinnati. Uh, I'm pretty sure they clinched their division with this win as well, um, with everything I've seen on social media, with Joe Burrow's Spoken Cigars, which is just, you know, it's a lot of fun to That's see so good. Uh, in the locker rooms. It, yeah, it's very awesome to see that. Um, I, I thought they were really outplayed in the first half. The Chiefs were up 28-17 to 17 at halftime. Um, that lead wasn't big enough. I, I thought the Chiefs played a lot better than them, um, you know, just couldn't get the points on the board, and and they did, you know, let the Bengals off the hook with a couple of long plays to Jamar Chase. As good as they were from Chase, um, they probably shouldn't have been allowed, but you know, great from him. Uh, this one had, you know, it was a crazy ending. The Bengals had ten plays inside the Chiefs' ten-yard line in the last two two and a half minutes, uh, and they went for it on fourth down from the one-yard line. They didn't get it, uh, and they got bailed out by a penalty. The penalty was there, but. It had nothing to do with the play. It was a legal hands in the face. And, you know, if that didn't happen, you know, they missed the opportunity to win the game and maybe give the Chiefs an opportunity. I didn't like the decision. I think they probably should have just taken the field goal. But what's done is done. It worked this time and that's all that matters. Uh, You know, Joe Burrow and Jabbar Chase, obviously, they're the piss takers out of this game. Burrow had 446 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, It's a second straight game with over 400 yards and four touchdowns. I'm pretty sure he had over 500 last week. Uh, 266 of those and three of the touchdowns went to Jamar Chase. Uh, And it wasn't just one of the best wide receiver performances for a rookie of all time. It was literally one of the best wide receiver performances of all time. Um, Stats are incredible. I think he locked up uh, the offensive rookie of the year in this game, to be honest. I don't think anyone's going to take that off him the season he's had. And I think it's a great call from the Bengals front office to, you know, do what everyone was begging them not to do and, and take a wide receiver talent over the offensive line. I know I said it. I'm pretty sure you guys said it too, uh, but they made the right choice. And quickly speaking on that front office, they've nailed their drafting this year and last year, and, and that's why they've won the division. So well done to them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So 971 yards Joe Burrow has had in the last two weeks with eight touchdowns, no picks. It's the best quarterback rating for a Bengals quarterback in a back-to-back weeks ever. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to have 900 plus and eight touchdowns with no picks in NFL history. So job they there having a part of history. Smithy, you were worried about the Chiefs defense all season, mate, and they look like they got into gear in the last month or so, but this has brought them back to earth for sure.
1: Yeah, a little bit of a reality check. Mm. Um, maybe they thought they were a bit better than what they actually are. Uh, they haven't been facing the most high powered offenses. I know they did a great job against Dallas, but Um, they were far from their best that night in terms of health and availability and yeah I'm just really happy for Joey franchise Joe Burrow Um, some people knocked him he obviously had the gruesome knee injury people thought he wasn't going to come back and, and be all that this year but he's been fantastic and He is showing that he is well and truly a worthy number one overall pick, unlike some other quarterbacks at the moment, which we'll touch on a bit later.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we absolutely will. Last thing that I want to say, are people overreacting to the Bengals ceiling now this year with some claiming even on the NFL 24-7 media, which, Smithy, especially you and I, have talked about how much that we hate that people go over the top? Uh, Are they a threat to make the Super Bowl just quickly, Smithy?
1: wouldn't say that just yet. I think they're a very fun team who could do some damage in the playoffs, but I wouldn't be pinning them as a Super Bowl uh, fancy.
0: Mm. Uh, TD, Super Bowl contender, yes or no? Oh, I agree with Smithy.
2: I mm. think they are a fun team, can do a lot of damage, but you know, if this game is to be played again in the playoffs, I think most people would com- comfortably pick the Chiefs to win just based on experience um, alone, but you, know, you, know, you never know what happens in the NFL. I just think you know this will be a good year for them to learn, obviously, get some playoff experience, and then they can obviously go from there. They're going to have most of the same guys back next year, hopefully. So,
0: mm. yeah, I like it. If Cincinnati were the big winners out of this game, the other big winner were Tennessee, who went and did 34 to 3 damage to my Dolphins and will end up now as the probable number one seed in the AFC, Smithy, which doesn't really make sense to me because in total, they've had 39 guys on IR and have used 88 guys in snaps this year, both number one in the NFL. I hope we don't have to talk about the Dolphins much because we're genuinely shithouse. Let's heap praise on the Tennessee Titans, who we were kind of high on in the preseason, but no one could have predicted this.
1: It's been a weird season for me and the Titans. Um, it's, been a, yeah, it's
0: been a rocky relationship. I, it,
1: it really has. I was probably higher on them than most in the preseason. Um, I spoke them up a fair bit. They came out and got destroyed by the Cardinals in week one. Mm. And I was like, Jesus, what have I got myself into here? <laughs> then they went on a big run, but then the injury bug hit them. Um, they turned to absolutely garbage. I tipped against them against Houston and... Um, that paid off for me, but it made the Titans look absolutely terrible. To think that they could lose to the Texans probably two months ago, and now are close to clinching the AFC—just absolutely wild to me. Uh, if they get that first round by, and they can somehow get Derrick Henry back for the um, divisional round of the playoffs, look out, man they they could be they could be tough to beat. You know, if I, I think they're a team that really needs that buy just with health. Um, but yeah, home playoff games, Derrick Henry back. Could this be the year of the Titan?
0: No, oh, he's waited all year to say that. He's got a bit of a smile about he's really happy with his own work. T D, please focus on the Titans in this little conversation piece because I don't know if I can get through this. Um, I think we need to give Ryan Tannehill a bit of credit for all the flaws that he's got. And believe me, I know them all. He, his game management has been good throughout the year. And sometimes he's just had to nurse. <laughs> he's just had to nurse through some games. Derek Henry hasn't been there for two months and they're still going to be the number one seed. So for everyone that wants to give him the crap that he rightly deserves at times, he definitely deserves a lot of credit here as to coaching stuff.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's obviously, you know, you're not a bad quarterback. If you're the quarterback of a team that's sitting 11 and five and, probably getting a first round by in the playoffs, Um, although he has had bad performances this year, but so is every quarterback. Um, You know, in this game, he was pretty quiet. I thought um, it was the Titans' run game that won this game. They were really good, especially Deontay Foreman. Uh, As you touched on, they've got the one seed. I think um, they've got the Texans next week, so... Be interested to see who Smithy picks in that game. But assuming they win that, uh, they probably take out the number one seed. But just quickly on the on the Dolphins, sorry, no. Taz, they were fun while they lasted. Um, and it really was kind of disappointing to see them not show up in this game. Um, you know, you could have, you know, they what did they win? Seven straight and they lose this one 34-3. So, um, you know, I bet you're hurting a lot more than anyone else is. But, um, you know, they kind of... They didn't deserve to be in that spot, I guess, anyway, after losing seven straight and losing to the Jaguars in London. So I guess it can't hurt that much because you, they probably should have won a couple of those games in the middle there. But yeah, it's still to tell hurt.
0: me how to feel or <laughs> feel all my feelings. Fucking, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, works in a brothel, not in the fucking NFL. It's just. Oh, this hurts. This sucks. We got smacked by the Bills last year, and I saw that coming. And I saw this coming because I knew the Titans were going to win, but it's the without a yelp that really just gets you, know, the mental fragility that kicked in. That's why you lose seven straight, and then you can build mental momentum, which is why you win seven straight. Admittedly, take the Baltimore game out. We didn't really beat anyone great. But as we've always said on this show, you don't control the – Fixture. You play who you play, you lose who you lose to, you win who you you can beat. But if we had lost this game like the Bengals Chiefs score on 34 to 31, right, we're not going to make playoffs. There's been enough there. Sure, the seven in a row, losing seven and winning seven kind of cancel each other out and you look at the other results. The other results there have been a one-point win over the Patriots in which the refs were very kind to us, and we just need to be honest about that, a 34-3 to three game in which you know, we didn't put up a yelp, and now on the back of the Patriots you know, dominating the last sort of 10 weeks of the season, we're going to walk away with probably another similar result. So at the end of the day, the, the season's been a failure and things need to be looked at. I don't have all the answers right now, but I've got two of them, and that's a fucking running game and a fucking O-line. If we start there and work forward, we'll be fine. Let's move on. The Colts and the Raiders. TD, you touched on it. This was a surprise out of nowhere. Now, right. This is the... I reckon we started this two months ago, but we're putting it out there now. We are getting a petition signed to get some sort of trophy to Derek Carr as a thank you for pulling this shit out of mediocrity and into something that is still respectable. The franchise has been through more any franchise probably deserves to now admittedly a lot everything that's happened at the Raiders has been the individual's fault it's not like the NFL or people from the outside have come in and blown this thing up they have done that to themselves but if there is one man that deserves a hug from the sporting community right now it's Derek Carr Teddy you agree
2: I do agree I've always been a Derek Carr fan um you know he's really balled out this year and To look at that team, the last few weeks have been playing without Darren Waller, who's obviously their main target on offense. Well, I guess you could say him or Renfro, but I'd say it's Darren Waller. Hmm. Um, They're doing it without him. And obviously, um, you know, that offense, it's not what it was at the start of the year. They were one of the best offenses in the league, but he's still putting up good numbers, still getting his team in position to win games. And it's just incredible. I thought um, the Colts, they weren't bad in this game. Uh, they did win the turnover battle two to nothing. They're just not getting much out of their passing game. You know, it's all good to have Jonathan Taylor run for a hundred yards and a touchdown every game, but you still need to have some involvement from the passing game, and, and that really has died off towards the back end of this uh, this year. And they did struggle on third down. They converted only three of eleven opportunities on third down, so that's why the Colts lost this game. But all the credit goes out to the Raiders. It feels like um, at every point this year that I've kind of given up on them, they've made me look stupid, and, and now they've got a shot at making the playoffs next week, and, you know, it's hard for me to say that I'm going to give up on them. So, you know, I'm excited to watch that game.
0: Smithy, I know a lot of talk, and I'm not suggesting he should win the MVP, but you would have to be remiss to not put him top six, you'd think. Brady, Rogers, uh, Jonathan Taylor. You've got uh, TJ Watt if you want to look at a defensive side of the ball, but Derek Carr needs to be in that conversation. Fair or unfair?
1: Um, I'd put him maybe top ten. He's been good, but I think there's been more game changing players. Um, but he, he's done what he's needed to do for his team. Uh they're gonna have a winning season, Daz. So are, we can chalk we can chalk another one up since two thousand and two. Uh the second them- one. It'll, it'll give them two in 20 years, which is it, um, which
0: is a f- fantastic.
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's all they've had to do. Um, and TD said um, every time he's given up on the Raiders, they've made him look like an idiot. Every time I've bought into the Colts, they've made me look like an idiot. <laughs> I, I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, I was like, yep, that's it. The Colts have convinced me. I think it was <laughs> after they beat Arizona or yeah. something like that. I was like, yep, that's it. I'm convinced now. The Colts are a good football team. They're going to the playoffs. They are going to be okay. And they come out and do this. So um, yeah. Look, I was a lot lower on them in the preseason than probably what they deserved. What they deserved, sorry. But um, yeah, that they've they've sort of proven me right in this game because it was a terrible loss.
0: Yeah, it really was. I do wonder if whoever that seventh seed ends up being, they're just whoever it's gonna be is gonna be a dangerous team because you've got to win it to be that seventh spot. So you're going to have some sort of momentum. So the chiefs are probably going to end up as the second seed. Look, no, one's going to think that the seventh seed is going to beat the chiefs, but they're going to be in a good position. So it's up to obviously whoever wants it. No shit. Daz. Thanks for saying it. Move on to the next game. Fucker. Let's do that. Patriots and the Jags boys, 50 to 10. Holy damn shit. Before we talk about everyone that deserves all the credit in the world. And if you listen to 24 seven NFL media, that is Mac Jones, Bill Belichick and no one else. Can we talk about Ramondre Stevenson's season here? Because the man has been fantastic. TD kickers off 107 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and I think he's been fantastic since he's come in probably nine weeks ago.
2: Yeah, well, you know, really good for me. I picked him up in one of my dynasty fantasy football leagues, so it's nice having him sit on the bench. But, um, you know, it just feels like every single running back that the Patriots draft turns out to, you know, be very productive for them. Um, and it's good to see. Uh, Stevenson really you know making an impact this year and moving forward I think Damien Harris and Stevenson are, are a really good one 2 combo I don't know um, what what the contract details are for Damien Harris or whatnot but you know if he's a free agent at the end of this year I think he could be pretty comfortable um, giving Stevenson the starting job there if not um, you know I'd be happy to roll with both of them but it, you know he's playing really well and so are the Patriots and Their run game, especially in cold playoff games, is going to be what wins them games. Uh, So, you know, that's all they need. Obviously, they need a bit of a passing attack as well. But obviously, Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback in the playoffs, they're going to want to lean on the run game, and that's what they can do with those two guys.
0: Definitely is. Smithy. Now... You and the Patriots this year, because I've started putting together TD's drive-by compilation, which means that I've had to go back through some old conversations. You've been kind of cautious when it comes to saying that the Patriots are an A-plus team. So are you still holding back on that? Because I know the Jacksonville suck, but you can't ignore a 50-10 to scoreline. How do you feel about the Patriots one week out from the playoffs?
1: I'm not ignoring it, but it is Jacksonville. Like They did beat the Bills. They did, yeah, but once. The Bills recently beat them.
0: And we've lauded over their defense, and they just conceded 50. So did teams just suck against Jacksonville, or what's the deal?
1: I don't know. I think that was an anomaly, the the Bills game, if that's what you're referring to. I I believe that was a serious anomaly. But, yeah, look, the Patriots are good, but I just think that in the heat of the playoffs – it 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 turns into quarterback versus quarterback in my opinion and a rookie mac jones who has his limitations if we look at the playoff teams at the moment in the afc i would take a lot of the quarterbacks over mac jones so if it turn if they get down you know 7 10 14 points and the game is in his hands as good as he's been, I don't know if I can trust him to, to pr- carry them back into the game. Um, their defense has been good, but somewhat inconsistent at times. And they just don't have the skill talent at the wide receiver position. So I I am very cautious. I don't want to buy into them just yet.
0: Uh, fair enough. But you are doing the smart thing. You're not doing what TD does and just selling everything just because you need the money straight up. So TD... His... F- <laughs> so speaking of people that hate the Patriots, TD, jump into this conversation, mate, because we need to hear your thoughts.
2: Yeah, uh, the Patriots, they're a good franchise. They're really well run. Um, Bill Belichick, obviously, <laughs> a really like good There's coach, a butt but coming. <laughs> there is a butt coming. But I'm with spithy. I just can't trust Mac Jones. I know everyone um has kind of you know been writing all over him saying how good he is and and how he's the best rookie quarterback of this draft but he's he's he found himself in a really good spot and he's not asked to do too much he's performing really well and being efficient but as smithy said um there's plenty of other quarterbacks in the afc when it comes down to it that i would rather take um you know head-to-head game
0: absolutely all right let's move on nice and quick um Normally, when Tom Brady leads a game-winning drive, that's what we talk about when it comes to game analysis. But, oh, boy, Antonio Brown made it about him in this one. 28-24 to 24 was the win from the Bucs, but I get the feeling that's not going to be the tone of this conversation. Uh, TD, did, were you awake up and knew this happened at the time, or did you have to look back on it retrospectively, and whichever one it is, what were your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I was up. At, um, it was funny it popped up on on red zone, and Scott Hansen was just as confused as I was when he was trying to explain what happened, and it was just really incredible. Um, yeah, the first thing I saw was him with his shirt off, waving to the fans, and I thought, "Oh, maybe he's going off injured or something like that." And it turns out there's a bit of a disagreement on the field. I still don't actually understand what's happened. Um, whether it was a uh, whether it was him not wanting to go in, or the coaches not letting him go in, or um, I don't know what's happened there. There's so many rumors going around. Maybe. Um, they weren't letting him play it. He had a couple of catches left for a bonus. But you know, there's too much speculation about that. But just the way he handled that, it, it's such and it's such an American thing, I guess, to happen. I was speaking with someone at work today, said, Imagine that happened in the AFL here. You'd probably never see from that guy again. Mm. And um, you know, it's not the case here. I'm sure Antonio Brown, if he wants to play football again, I don't know if he does, but um, if he does want to and there's a team that wants him, he's gonna get another crack. Whereas you know, Australian culture down here. You do something like that, you, you just look like an idiot and you've probably never heard from again.
0: Mm. So the conspiracy theory is that he was a – well, not th- – these are facts, but the conspiracy theory is behind his motivation. So he was one reception, 55 receiving yards, and a touchdown off a combined million-dollar bonus. Now, a Tampa really struggling for money that much. They can't give AB an extra million, Smitty. Surely they're not um, – They're not that tight on funds, surely.
1: Yeah, surely they're not. Um, But it it sort of seemed like he was a bit of a ticking time bomb. Hmm. Um, There was the vaccination saga where he faked his vaccination just to get his name ticked off. Uh, Obviously, there was all the stuff when he was on the Raiders, uh, his little stint with the Patriots, like it. Ever since he left Pittsburgh, it's just been a bit of a downhill spiral for him. But I do want to give him a big shout out because he lasted longer than Vontae Davis. So, uh, Vontae Davis actually retired at halftime. AB lasted until the third quarter. So, I think he deserves a bit of credit for that.
0: I think so. I think actually breaking news coming in, he was actually asked to take the booster and he just walked off. So, (laughs) unfortunately for AB, that's just the way it goes. I mean, it's... Because yeah, TD's right and um, he's 100% right in, in Australian sport, whatever the Australian sport would be. If someone does that, like we don't want to see him out on the field again. And I wonder if AB would be welcomed back with open arms by fans. Would he be welcomed back by you guys and and liked the same amount that you did before this happened? TD, I'll start with you. If he came back, not as a cowboy, because we'll keep the emotional investment out of it. But if he came back, whether it's on the Bucs or on someone else, would you still enjoy him as a player or would the flog factor kick in?
2: Well, I think the flog factors kind of kicked in since he left Pittsburgh, as Smithy said. <laughs> I think the Steelers contain him really well. you never really heard anything come out of Pittsburgh about Antonio Brown. And it was when he left where the issues started happening. Um, you know, if he's going to play again, he's going to play again. He's still a really good player. Um, and I th- it's a massive loss for the Bucs. So, you know, that really hurts for the Bucs. Their wide receiving room has gotten very thin the last couple of weeks. Um, but... Yeah, I wouldn't cheer for him like a bunch of other guys in the league, but you know, to have him in the league, such a talent, you know, it's probably better for the league, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't be cheering for him or buying jerseys or anything like that.
0: I like that, mate. I respect your honesty, Smithy.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one. Um,
0: That's why I asked it, yeah. A, Incredible, that.
1: A, a lot of people in the NFL have passed – Discretions. A lot of people in sport have past discretions. They do. Um, especially in, in Australian sport. An example is in uh, cricket. Two of Australia's most loved players were caught cheating, tampering with the ball. Everyone hated them for 12 months. But then when they came back and helped us win again, we turned a blind eye. So I think it's, it's a tricky one. Um, I'm probably in the same boat as TD. I, I wouldn't go out and protest the fact that he's back in the NFL. I wouldn't be you know, stopping myself from watching his team's games or talking about him, but I wouldn't go out and actively support him in ways that I would with other players or teams. So I'd probably be neutral.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I respect that. I just want to give a quick shout out to Zach Wilson, who I didn't think set the house. Uh, sorry, set the world on fire. I hope he didn't set his house on fire. Um, He didn't set the world on fire, but I think his last couple of games have been pretty good. And although the Jets were up two scores pretty late in the game, they couldn't get it done. And it's probably been the story of the Jets' season. They had their biggest lead of their season in a game and still lost. So not a lot's going to be talked about the Jets there, but fingers crossed Zach Wilson can end the season well. Let's move on to... The island is not only bare, but I'm pretty sure Smitty has torn it down at this point. A 20-16 to 16 loss to Philly, who are just about in the playoffs now. So, Smithy, we're actually going to keep the emotional part of this conversation to last. I'm going to go to TD first, mate. I think a lot of us owe Philly an apology. I think we didn't see him as that good, and they're probably going to be a playoff team. So, I know I didn't have them in the playoff conversation. I know Smithy did, because he's pointing at himself going, I did. <laughs> No, he didn't. i'm mean,
2: uh, like say I didn't. Yeah. No, uh, didn't. yeah look, I mean, this Eagles team coming into the year, a lot of people expected um, bottom of the di- division or close enough, um, not competing in the NFC. But I, I think they've locked up a playoff spot. I think they've clinched a playoff spot. and That really is surprising, um, especially for me, looking at this Philadelphia team, they clearly were kind of in a rebuild mode. I, I bet they won't say that now because of, the way they're playing, they're sitting nine and seven, which is a really good record. Um, they trailed at halftime in this one. I thought Washington dominated the first half, just couldn't convert in the red zone. Uh, they were outscored 13-0 to zero in the second half, which is obviously why Philly won. They ran over the top of them in the second half. I think Washington's offense really struggled. Oh, I don't think that. I know that. They only had 89 total yards. Uh, a lot of credit goes to the Eagles' defense. Um, but in saying that, I do think the Eagles' record is uh, heavily inflated. They're sitting at 9-7, and seven, but if you just go over their wins, and I know you still have to win those games, but com- the combined record of teams they've beaten is 49-93-1. and um, I don't see, you know, a memorable win on that record. There's Giants, there's Washington, there's Jets, there's Falcons. There's a lot of, well, there's no team that's going to be in the playoffs, which, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as you get there. they've got there. they've obviously got a chance to prove me wrong in the playoffs if they can they get finish with the sixth seed probably. so they're going to be playing you know a division winner. so if they can go in there and knock them off then I look stupid. but um, I feel like maybe the Philadelphia Eagles fans are you know buying into this team a little too much, but I guess we'll find out uh, in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, we definitely will. All right, Smithy, give us an update on the island, mate. Are you vacating next season and potentially are you going to be an island-free agent and scouring the league to hit your wagon to, mate? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I've got land for sale. Um, <laughs> nah, it's It's been a theme all year. They just can't score in the red zone. It's absolutely mind-boggling um, and the defense isn't quite what has been expected. Quarterback situation was okay. Taylor Heineke did his job, but um the grind of an NFL season has taken its toll on him. And yeah, what Washington weren't what I expected them to be this year. Disappointing, but um I'll be looking over the offseason for a new team to hitch the bandwagon on and uh, set up the island for round two next year.
0: There is a definite chance that um you might win the the tipping of course mate, but as far as teams and second teams go, you've had an absolutely shit show of a year. Your panthers have just gone downhill in the last fifteen weeks, and let me tell you, mate, Washington's last month has been a genuine nightmare, so the question needs to be asked uh do you go a more emotional path, a more logical path? how are you going to go about this process because you're in as big a hole as Washington are at the moment.
1: Yeah, I've got a long time to decide what I do. Um, <laughs> it, it'll be, it could be based on uh, draft this year. If I find a rookie that I'm really high on, mm. I might hitch myself to that bandwagon. Uh, if there's a team I think are being disrespected in the preseason in terms of expert picks and stuff, I'll hitch my, um, I'll hitch myself onto that bandwagon. There's a few different avenues I could go. Uh, I'm going to trust my gut though.
0: Yeah, I like it. All right, let's move on to the Rams and the Ravens now. The big question here, fellas, is was this the Rams get out of jail card? Was it the wake-up call they need for the playoffs? Or did we see anything concerning? Teddy, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, I'm not sure we saw anything concerning, um, but their offense has been off lately, Um, obviously, for the first you know, well, the, the majority of the season, it's been their offense. It's been really good. And it's their defense that we've been questioning. Um, but, you know, this game, I thought the defense was really good. And obviously their offense wasn't. Uh, coming into the game, I, I kind of liked Baltimore's chances uh, and not really because of the opponent. Um, it's just because they're such a good franchise and it's not often they lose four in a row, um, no matter who's at quarterback. I know Lamar Jackson didn't play. Um but their offense was no good in this game. They had zero offensive touchdowns. They only had field goals. Um, they got that defensive touchdown in the first quarter, which they were able to hold, uh, which gave them the lead, and they held the lead for majority of the game, but they obviously couldn't hold on to it for the entire game. Matthew Stafford led a nice touchdown drive at the end, which is good for the Rams. Obviously, their offense, as I said, has been struggling, but they've been good enough to be able to make plays at the end of games like in this one um, to win the game, and they obviously... Uh, scored the touchdown, Odell, Be- uh, Matt Stafford, to Odell Beckham, in the final minute, or something like that. And then um, the one thing I liked most about this game was the Ram the way the Rams went on defense that following drive. We've seen all year teams back off and give up, you know, short yardage plays over the middle and allow teams to kind of slowly move up the field. The Rams didn't do that. They sent pressure. Um, They got an early sack, and before you knew it, it was third and 20-something, and there was no way the Ravens were going to pick up. So if that was probably one of my favourite things to see this week was the way the Rams' defence attacked that situation rather than just, you know, holding back and letting them pick up yards through the middle. But um, I think the Rams, you know, they got out of jail, obviously, in this game because I think if they lost it, they probably – I think they'd be in the tie for the division, or maybe they would lose it because I think Arizona would have – Uh, the tiebreaker, so Arizona would be the division champion at the moment, but they obviously won the game and they've got to win next week to win the division and I like their chances to do that. So, you know, as bad as they were for majority of this game offensively, I thought their defence was really good and their offence, as I said, came to life at the end.
0: Definitely. Smithy, how much credit do we need to give Matthew Stafford for his season? Because in all second halves this year, he leads the league in passing yards, Um, completed passes, passing touchdowns, quarterback rating. He's doing it all late in games, and he went eight for eight in the last quarter. I know that it wasn't his most productive day, but with those stats, you can't lie that that's going to be one hell of a quarterback come playoff time.
1: Yeah, he started the season like a house on fire. We thought that there was a potential MVP run coming. Should have cashed out when I could. He should have. Had a little bit of a dip mid season, but yeah, I, I think he's sort of gone under the radar in the second half of the season mm. after their bye. Um it feels like since they got Odell on board, he's found himself another target. We we know the numbers that Cooper Carp has been putting up all year. Um just ridiculous. But it's good to see that it's uh that the Brown situation was Odell's fault. Yeah um, absolutely it yeah, was. yeah it was all his fault that Baker was overthrowing him by twenty yards so mm. Um, I'm I'm really happy to see Odell bounce back. Um, I think he scored seven touchdowns in his time in Cleveland. He's already got five for the Rams, yeah. so just goes just goes to show that um, yeah, that those few years in Cleveland were absolutely his fault.
0: Absolutely. All right, let's move on uh, to the Chargers and the Broncos. Not going to be a big conversation about this one, fellas, but I do want to say this, right, Uh, to my man, Justin Herbert, fully loaded. I know Smithy wanted you to play left-handed because he thought you'd lost the ability to play this sport, (laughs) but – no, I'm only messing around, with. Uh, I do want to give him a lot of credit because he did break the all-time Chargers uh, throw a uh, passing touchdowns in a season record in just year two. That is simply extraordinary. So I think he overtakes Philip Rivers. So congratulations to Fully Loaded. It was a 34 to 13 win. Pretty predictable result, Spithy, Um, That's the last time I'll give you shit about Fully Loaded. I promise, mate. But a good result for the Chargers.
1: I don't believe that for one second. uh, I'm ready to cop it next week. So, um, yeah, big, big fuck you to you. But, uh, yeah, the Chargers are good, did what they had to do. Uh, The Broncos, gee, they really need to aggressively go after a quarterback in the offseason, don't they? Goodness gracious me. Uh, Such a talented defense being wasted, uh, which is a real shame. But uh, the Chargers did what they need to do. I'm sort of barracking for the Chargers in the playoffs because they've got Derwin James, one of my favourite players in the NFL. So um, I'll be looking forward to watching their playoff game if they make it.
0: He's jumping on late. Some of us dazzling were on him from the start. So get on the bandwagon, my friend, up the back in cattle classes where you belong. TD, I do agree, and we've spoken about it, that Denver need a quarterback. The problem is the only one that it looks like they could probably get is Deshaun because Russ apparently wants to go somewhere where both he and his partner's careers can thrive. And that is a more densely populated towards the entertainment industry. And I don't mean this in any sort of disrespectful ways, Denver, but you're not exactly the hot spot of America. right? So if he's off the table, it looks like uh, A-Rod's going nowhere. Why would you leave Green Bay and go to Denver? Not the town as in the team. I feel like I'm pissing off a lot of people in Colorado right now. I don't mean it like that, but it looks like Deshaun's the only one that they could go after. So is it, All the eggs in Deshaun's basket, which sounds fucking horrific given his background.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he's clearly probably um, the best one available, I I would say. But, you know, I I don't know how thrilled he would be to go there, to be honest, as well. So um, it's really hard. You touched on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, We all thought he was going at the start of the year, the way they've played and the way he's played this year, kind of leaning towards him staying uh, but I think they really do have to win the NFC Championship. I don't think he can go to four straight or or I think it's four straight and you know not make a Super Bowl. Mm. I think the only way he leaves is if they don't get out of that game. But then again, I, I don't know if he would love to go there. Um, but yeah, they really do have an issue. Obviously, Bridgewater wasn't the guy. Drew Locke um, coming into the year, they knew wasn't the guy. Um, obviously, last couple of weeks have just reaffirmed that. Uh, situation there but yeah, it, it's a really tough spot uh, they're not going to be in a good spot to draft one we always touch on it's not a great year to be drafting a quarterback but they're not going to have a great pick for it anyway um, they might just have to sign you know, a guy like assuming Trey Lance takes over which we'll touch on in a minute they might have to sign someone like Jimmy G which still isn't really an upgrade but I, I think I'd prefer him over Teddy Bridgewater to be honest but um I think this team really is lacking a franchise quarterback. Um, and I don't think, I don't know how they get one to be honest.
0: Yep. Fair enough. Let's move on to the Niners and the Texans. And I feel like we're just going to go around the room and go, Trey Lance was good. And then move on. What do we think?
1: Yeah. A relevant game. Um, <laughs> go Niners, I
0: guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got nothing to add on the game. Trey Lance was, was okay, but yeah, um, <laughs> The 49ers, we thought they were going along really nicely. They have to win their last game of the season, which is against the Rams to make the playoffs, or oh, not to make the playoffs, but um, you know, if they don't win that game when the Saints win, the Saints take their spot, which is really, uh, that's really hard to believe. But that's a really tough spot for them to be in um, against the Rams. It's obviously the, the division leaders, they're not going to want to lose the game and give up the division crown. And then if the Saints can beat the
1: Falcons, 49ers are out. Historically, though, the Niners own the Rams. I think they've beaten them the last five times or something ridiculous like that. So um, if they were coming up against one division opponent, they're probably glad it's the Rams.
0: Yep,
2: definitely. Now oh, I hope okay. they don't because then the Cowboys <laughs> will have to play the Rams in the first round and I'll just... I can, well, speaking of the fun. Cowboys,
0: right, I'd just give me just 30 seconds here fraudulent franchise because some something happened fellas now i'm going to do what a lot of anti-vaxxers around the world are going to do i'm going to pretend i'm a doctor here and i'm going to lay some info on you now i've given the cowboys a diagnosis and i want you to run with me here but i'm going with wds because every disease in the world needs an acronym and that's weak division syndrome they're five and zero against the nfc east they're six and five against everyone else with a negative point differential. Dax QBR against teams not in his division is 80, which is down. <laughs> and Smithy's thumb is down and <laughs> an epoxy smell. The uh I'm calling it T D, you guys are gonna be one and done with the uh with the way you're going, mate. You said that these end of season games are irrelevant. I feel like you're getting exposed big time and I really worry about you, mate. But before we get to your emotional side of it, Smithy, clearly you've got a bit to say with the uh, yelling at the start, but uh, weak division syndrome, it's catching on, it's contagious. And if you take them out of that spot, mate, they're uh, kind of a middle of the road team and I think they might get exposed in the playoffs. What do you think?
1: Yeah, they look a million bucks when they're playing the Giants or (laughs) Washington or something like that. Yeah, or Philly or or someone like that. they look great, but as soon as they come up against the playoff-worthy team, uh, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Their offense really struggled in this game. Um, I watched this game from start to finish, and it was ugly viewing. Uh, Dak just looked off; he, he his timing was a bit off. He did make some really good throws, um, the touchdown throw to Michael Gallup, which inevitably uh, ended his season. So, um, all the best to the horse gallop for his recovery. We're hoping he can get back on the field next year, but it hopefully was an unfortunate we, injury.
0: Hopefully we don't go down the worldwide horse treatment and put the curtains around him. We need him for next year. Big, big Mick. Goodness yeah. gracious me. Gallons, Mick. Yeah.
1: So really sad to see that, but it was a real struggle. Um, the Cardinals just looked a better team and their defense was the best unit in the game. Considering all the injuries they've got on their defense, That isn't good for Dallas. Um, The Cowboys' defense couldn't really make a big play when they needed to, and the Cardinals just owned the game. So not good signs for Dallas.
0: Two and four against teams with a winning record, and in those six games, they have averaged giving up 26 points versus 17 in your division. TD, jump in now, mate, because you're either going to want to smack us or agree with us a touch, but uh, you're on shaky ground. Is that something we can agree on?
2: Yeah, I, I definitely agree on that. Um, not taking too much out of this game, to be honest. I, I think the game meant a lot to Arizona. Um, you can tell from the start. The Cowboys, they were disinterested right from the get-go. Always um, what
0: you want me three weeks ago before the playoffs. <laughs> Just like, oh, we don't <laughs> yeah. give a fuck, fellas. Yeah, we'll they, play the Rams
2: week one. That'll work. Yes, interesting. They did well to come back in the second half and got a bit of momentum. Um, But you know, obviously the Cardinals—they're on a three-game losing streak. Uh, They're desperate for the win, and now winning this game, there's still a chance at winning the division. Um, And we're most likely getting the same matchup in a couple of weeks in the playoffs. Um, And to be honest, I'm feeling pretty confident about that matchup. Um, But you know, I think this Cowboys team, as I said, they're confident in the playoffs wildcard round, but I wouldn't be surprised if they lost it. If they win it, they're not going to win the week after. We just haven't seen what we've wanted to see. You guys have pointed that out. Um, But I did touch on it before when I said the Eagles um, have an inflated schedule. You're kind of right with the Cowboys. Um, I don't think highly of the Cowboys. uh, Oh, sorry. I don't think highly of the Eagles um, and the Cowboys are in the same division. Cowboys, obviously, the best team in that division. Eagles, you know, who knows where they are. But um, we haven't seen it from the Cowboys. Their best win this year, you could say, was against the Chargers. The Chargers didn't play well that game. They've also beaten the Patriots. That was when the Patriots, um, you know, obviously weren't playing as well as they um, did after that game. I, I just, I don't feel good about this Cowboys team. At their best, um, they're a really good team, and could probably push any team. And and going into the playoffs. If they come up against Tampa Bay or Green Bay, I can have confidence in knowing that if they show or if they play their best, they're a chance. But I know they're not going to, if we haven't seen it now, they're not going to just magically do it in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I kind of had hopes earlier on in the season, but yeah, my hopes are all gone. Um, But I'm excited to see a little bit of playoff football um, with my team. It's been a while.
0: Uh, but one yeah. of us deserves to make it. So <laughs> well, do we? <laughs> yeah. but Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, Smithy, because we know what's going to happen here. Next week, they'll come out, they'll win 28-10. The uh, completely emotionally delusional Cowboys fans, of which TD is not, we've got to give him credit for that, are going to go, the Super Bowls is there to lose. But do you think next week result as a win is going to be a little bit irrelevant and they got to walk the walk in playoffs?
1: Yeah, next week is irrelevant. They could lose fifty to zero, win fifty to zero, or anything in between, and I would not think any differently about them. You
2: could well, be seeing uh, Gardner
0: Minshew versus Cooper Rush in that game. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly right.
0: Line up for the ages. Now speaking T D touching up before, speaking of teams looking disinterested. Smithy, your Panthers played this week. Don't know if you caught it, but it was no, a, I
1: actually didn't know that to be honest. It,
0: it was an eighteen to ten shit show against the New Orleans Saints. So I get the feeling this might be the shortest analysis, analysis. I'll learn how to talk. Shortest analysis of a team that one of us barracks for that we've had all year.
1: Yeah, just boosting that draft order. I'm happy That's about it. that. Um, I actually said to you guys, I we were up at, in the third quarter at one stage, mm. and I said to you guys on Messenger, I said, I genuinely hope we don't win this game. <laughs> I, I was barracking for the Saints to win because the more we lose, the higher up that draft order we get. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm diving into the NFL draft stuff already for you guys to get a few episodes out, uh, a few mock drafts, a few draft analysis videos out. And I'm I'm looking at who the Panthers could pick up, and I'm feeling pretty good. So uh, here's to losing, I guess.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay. All right, let's move. Well, actually, no, I'm going to give a little bit of credit to the Saints here for everything that they went through before the season even started, as we know, with – the uh, bad weather hitting the town. They had every right to go, oh, geez, we can just throw this year away. They clearly haven't. They're still in the playoff hunt. So credit to the Saints there. TD, let's talk about the Seahawks and the Lions, mate. 80 points put up in this game. So a mighty fine defensive display, you could say.
2: Yeah, it really, you know, I couldn't believe well, I didn't see this kind of result coming um, from Seattle, obviously, the they've played this year. hasn't been great. They've scored their most points in a game since week 14, 2012, in this one. Um, So it's just incredible that they've been, you know, pretty shocking as of late. I know Russell Wilson obviously has been out and then been coming back from injury, but there's no way I saw them scoring 51 points no matter the opposition. You know, it kind of felt like this team was going downhill. You know, as I said, I think last episode, we haven't seen. Russell Wilson in this position um I didn't know if they were going to still compete or, or just drop off a cliff and and you know not be any good at all but I think we have our answer Russell Wilson wants to play um doesn't want to you know waste any games I guess and, and this kind of gave the home fans in Seattle uh, a performance to go into the offseason to remember I guess they can go, oh, you know, the last game we went to, we scored 51 points. So you now we're probably winning the Super Bowl next year. But um, I, I thought <laughs> Rashad Penny had the best game of his career. He's obviously struggled living up to the hype of being a first-round pick from a couple of years ago. Um, He's kind of been lost in the depth chart there, but injuries have helped him out and he's had a couple of nice performances in the last couple of weeks. As well as in the piss takers this week, he had 170 rushing yards and two touchdowns and averaged 6.8 yards per carry. So he played pretty well, I'd say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Took the piss. Uh, Smithy. I know we hate doing this, especially in draft time, but I'm going to make us do it. Well, it can be a once a year thing. I want you to give Jared Goff's year a grade for me, a letter grade, because Detroit have sucked. I don't feel like he's been a 2-13-1 type quarterback. What do you think?
1: I'd say a deep plus. He's looked absolutely awful a lot of the time. Mm. He's had glimpses of um, performances where you think, okay, I, I guess this is why they showed interest in him. And there's been those few throws that he's made where you've gone, yeah. That's why he was the number one overall pick. He does have it in him, but we just don't see it anywhere near enough. So um, D plus, I'd say. TD?
0: Uh, D. D. All right, fair enough. Um, (laughs) I don't know, yeah. It's it's really hard. (laughs) I will give you a stat. If the Lions do lose this week, no matter how many points they score, they will have the most amount of points for a two-win team in the NFL ever. Now, we know they've got the extra games that. Helps them. If they do win, they'll only need nine to be the highest team to uh, the highest amount of points that a three-win team has had in the NFL ever. So there's a I don't know a piece of history if you want to look at it like that. But we know that those records and records in the next few years are going to have maybe asterisks on them because of the extra game. Let's move on to does his phone freezing? Uh, Green Bay and Minnesota is the next game. Thirty-seven to ten um smithy i kind of wanted to see the beautiful enigma that is kirk cousins in this one put up some sort of fight but wasn't out there
1: yeah no he wasn't there um and as soon as i was pretty sure the packers were going to win regardless but as soon as he got ruled out it it was packers by how much and it ended up being that way but there was something way more important riding on this game and we didn't do the fantasy watch at the start because obviously uh, for majority of people that play fantasy football, their season was over, but we had someone in the podcast competing in a championship game and it was probably the wildest uh, fantasy football Super Bowl I've ever witnessed yeah. and it all hinged on this game. So I might let the man himself yeah. take it over. TD, fill us in. What happened?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, it definitely was the craziest fantasy football game I've been involved in. Uh, came into the game, I think, with a, a four-point advantage against my opponent. I had Aaron Rodgers and he had uh, Aaron Jones and Justin Jefferson. And kind of, you know, there's a small chance it's going to be cold. There was no um, Kirk Cousins obviously throwing the ball to Jefferson. I thought um, Aaron Jones would get plenty of points and, and maybe unstruggle a little bit. But uh, towards the end of the game, Um, it was neck and neck. He, he hit the lead and then Aaron Rodgers had that nice drive, which, which put me up by a couple of points. And I think I was leading by 1.75 with uh, two minutes left when the Packers got the ball back, Uh, Packers, sorry, the Vikings got the ball back and obviously PPR scoring 1.75 points means, you know, anything, uh, more than a seven yard catch probably would be the death of me. Um, and the first play of that drive, I think um, Justin Jefferson got a catch at the line of scrimmage, made a couple of defenders uh, miss. And I thought, oh, no, this is it. And he got tackled. Um, and it, the thing on the bottom just said second down. And it was, it was kind of like, oh, if this says second and three, you know, I'm, I'm still in front. But if it says second and two, it's over. And it, it felt like the longest um, time. that that thing popped up and it said second and three. And I just thought, oh, my fucking God, (laughs) could you believe that? Um, And I think he got targeted another two or three times on that drive, just couldn't uh, get the catch. And I ended up winning the fantasy championship by 0.05 points, which was just incredible.
0: Now, we've talked about the ecstasy of winning. Smithy, can we please talk about poor Ty? Shout out to the great man. <laughs> because can you imagine fucking losing a fantasy championship by point zero five? He lost it by uh, literally a yard.
1: Yeah, one yard. I actually, thanks for reminding me. I need to do my hourly mental health check on time. So I'm just <laughs> going to shoot him a quick message because I feel like he needs to be looked after in, in the coming weeks, the man. So, um, yeah, g- give him a bit of love on the message boards. Absolutely. He'd appreciate it.
0: He won't be buying a beer in the Super Bowl catch up, let me tell you. We'll all have to pitch in for him because he's not going to be able to get up. He's just going to be lying on the floor, the poor man. So yeah, what a dissection of the Packers Vikings games that was. Made it all of our TD. You're guilty. Let's move on to the Steelers and the Browns, fellas. Last but not least, 26 to 14. The Steelers, the game that puts Dazzling up by one in the last round. That's all I give a stuff about. And the other point out of this, or two points. Number one, huge congratulations to Big Ben. Last home game for the great man. It's been a Hall of Fame career for sure. And all the love that he was getting at the end of the game just shows how much Pittsburgh fans did love him. Second point, boys, and almost as important, Baker Mayfield stinks. So what the hell did Cleveland do? TD, we'll start with you because you actually believe in this man, which is extraordinary. I don't
2: necessarily believe in uh, Baker Mayfield. I just believe... Uh, that he deserves one more shot. I I think everything has gone wrong for this Browns team. Um, Baker Mayfield's obviously really hurt. He's basically being held together. Um, You know, I love his determination. Uh, He's You know, the way he's been playing this year obviously hasn't been great, but he's such a competitor. Um, And I just think, you know, he he really wants to make those plays. His body's just not letting him make the plays to win. And I think... I don't know, you know, still I guess I don't know um, if he's the answer. You can do a lot worse than having him, but I think he deserves one more crack uh, with this team, I guess. Maybe he doesn't deserve it, but um, I think he he does.
0: When a playoff spot is on the line and you're on the TV longer in advertisements than you are on the field, you've got a problem. Smithy, where do you stand <laughs> on the Baker Mayfield situation? What would you do if you were the Browns?
1: I'd be looking elsewhere. Yeah. Mm. Um, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. They'd have to re-sign into a huge contract extension. Um, I feel like there are teams out there who are struggling for a quarterback who might be more inclined to pay up for him and take that risk. And I know you're pointing at my Panthers, which would be the most stereotypical <laughs> Carolina Panthers move <laughs> in the history of Carolina Panthers moves. But A four-year, um, $130 million deal, mate, coming his way. Yeah. I could see it happening. I seriously could. And Imagine our QB uh, depth chart. We have Baker Mayfield, Sam <laughs> Darnold, Cam Newton. Oh, goodness me. But, um, yeah, I, if I'm the Cleveland Browns, I'm looking elsewhere because they can't waste this defense anymore. Um, I think if they can get one of the big three who are rumored to be on the market in Rogers, Wilson, and Watson, if they can get one of those guys and draft a receiver in the first round you're looking at them and thinking, okay, they're they're going to be a serious team now.
0: And I'm not trying to blow smoke up my ass, but I called uh, Deshaun to Cleveland the week before we went on by and was chuffed at. So thanks for bringing that to light, Smithy, because if TD can make three game analysis about himself, I can make one about me, I'm sure. Um, TD, we'll finish this on one point. Uh, Big Ben Hall of Fame career, yes or no?
2: Uh, Yes. Um, And just quickly touching on Big Ben, I guess, love him or hate him, you know, lots of people love him, obviously. Lots of people obviously love to hate him as well. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL for the best part of two decades. Um, You know, when you think of Pittsburgh Steelers, he's probably one of the first guys you think of. I know there's plenty of old timers you'd probably think of before that uh, for all the older people, I guess. But, um, you know, for me, he's one of the big name quarterbacks still around from when I, i got into watching it it kind of is sad to see him move on i guess it's probably um only him tom brady and aaron Rodgers. i think was really young when i got into it but they're the only three i can remember so um kind of seeing what happened after the game today was really nice and um you know kind of you know i i do i did like ben roethlisberger Um, As a player, a lot more before the last couple of seasons. He's obviously drifted off a little bit, but obviously great career. Um, I think he easily makes the Hall of Fame. He's he's won a couple of Super Bowls um, and he described the performance um, perfectly. I thought he said being the story of his whole career, Uh, not pretty, but they got the win. But yeah, I think he's definitely making the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. And the reason why I ask and Smithy, I assume you're in the same way, is the Reddit poll that took place today with over 13,000 votes. Had 24% say no, which I thought was strange as well. So thought I'd fight it towards you boys, but he's a definite cert to get in, Smithy.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh definitely Hall of Fame of career. And we've given Ben a little bit of shit on this show. Um he's I been feel a like worthy he...
0: punchline, but we have yeah, given yeah. him credit when he deserves it. I feel like we've yeah. uh, we've we've been pretty balanced.
1: Yeah, and I feel like he'd be the sort of guy who who would listen to someone give him shit about his speed or something, and and he'd have a chuckle at it and and sort of just nod his head. So he seems like a really good guy. Um, Yeah, great quarterback, really good career. Um, So, yeah, best of luck in retirement to the big band, the clock.
0: And the last little dig that uh, that I'll probably have at him, if there was a player, if he is the type of player that didn't do a lot of preseason... He doesn't have a season to look forward to next year. I think we might need to check in on how he's doing health-wise, the big fella, because, oh, boy, if there was a nomination for letting himself go, oh, I feel like big Benjamin might be uh, might be up there. So maybe get him into a media role so we can get some more discipline in him. I'm saying this is a bastard that's bigger than him. Why am I doing this? Let's finish this off, fellas. Smithy, you're going to sign us off in your signature style, but I do want to bring up that there's some things in life for just it's creepily timed, and the passing of John Madden comes to mind uh, straight off the bat. Four days after his documentary was launched in Australia, I am going off. We heard the news that he had passed away, and there are so many words that everyone has used to describe the great man. I think the one that comes to mind most for me was trailblazing across a lot of... Uh, media and across the sport as well coach broadcaster and of course he's got a video game that will live with younger generations forever even those that went around to see him as a broadcaster or a coach of the Raiders so the condolences to the Madden family of course condolences to the NFL it won't be the same without him I'm sure you two will agree and we can only hope to live on forever as much as the great man so if there's anything else TD that you want to add there we shall and then we'll head off yeah, well, um, obviously, big personality, big name in the NFL, um,
2: and, you know, the first time I heard of him, obviously, as a younger fan growing up in Australia, it was through the video game, and I'm sure that's the way a lot of other people have, have heard of him as well, but, you know, you, you go on to learn he was such a great coach, um, a really good broadcaster, as he said, um, just you know, obviously, you know, he was getting old. It's not a massive shock, but still sad to see someone like that go, and, And, you know, he's obviously, as you said, probably going to live on forever.
0: He definitely is. Uh, Smithy, just before we touch on your words, mate, I actually, this blew my mind as a a younger fan. His broadcasting was actually on all four channels for Super Bowls back in the day. I think it happened three times. That's extraordinary, having one person commentate across four channels. It'll never happen again, as we know, but that's simply extraordinary. So we'll get your take on it, mate, and then you can sign us off in your signature style.
1: Yeah, well, uh, it goes back to... Uh, our man td uh over 10 years ago now he actually introduced me to the nfl and it was it was through madden john madden football and um i used to go over to the great man's place and we'd we'd play madden and that's where i learned the names and all that sort of stuff so uh, like many other people um what he what he bought into uh, the world in terms of the the Madden football games introduced me to the sport that I love now. So um, everlasting legacy is probably how I would describe it. So um, yeah, rest in peace to John Madden. Thank you for joining us for the week 17 review. We've got one more regular season week ahead of us and then it's playoff time. So exciting times here at TDs and threes. Thanks for being patient uh, after our week off. We look forward to getting back to you guys again later in the week. But most importantly, stay safe, everyone.